Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. His mercy, His blessing in the house tonight, for His word that is able to save. His word that is able to deliver. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Ask God to speak to you tonight. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit, for your blessings tonight. In the name of Jesus. Mando Father, we worship you. Just lift your hand and worship him right now. Just tell him you love him. Close your eyes, everybody. Tell him you love him. Tell him he's everything. We worship you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Glory be to your name, Lord. Father, we approach your throne, trembling and asking for mercy. We ask you to bless our lives, change our lives tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Well, it's good to be back home. And uh, (laughs) hallelujah. I bring you greetings from um, London, our church there. I was with them for one Sunday evening. We had a powerful miracle service. And um, our new building is already too small. (laughs) But... um, we managed to sit on the floor, on the stage, or everywhere. And um, but we thank the Lord for his blessings in the United Kingdom. I also preached in a couple of other churches that invited me to preach there. And um, I visited also the pastors in Switzerland, Geneva, where all the pastors had a time with them. Their churches are doing well. Uh, They had their own camp meeting. They did very well. And the churches are working without the founders. (laughs) 
those who started the churches, we are, we are no longer there, and the churches are working without us. So we are very happy. Amen. Hallelujah. Um, Pastor Robert also, who was, has looked after those churches all these years, is, is also now out of there. So the churches have just moved on, and they are... They had a very powerful committee. They are General Superintendent, Pastor uh, Jimmy Blavo, ministered to them powerfully. They had a very powerful camp, very large camp. They had to rent all the hotels in the area where they had the camp in the mountains. And uh, we really thank God for a new spirit also over there. They are really breaking out. Even they are going into Germany now to reach out and establish the work of the Lord there. Amen. In Europe, in France, for instance, less than uh, 1%, is it 1 or 2? 1. Less than 1% believe in God or in Christ. Less than 1% believe in Christ. But France in particular, I, I don't know. But I think it's, it's not a good thing. One day I was watching something on television. I saw some French things there, and I, I felt that Satan will one day be worshipped openly in that country. I don't even know why, you know, anyway. But um, thank God for all our difficulties, because through our difficulties, I was sitting by some white man when I was coming back, and I asked him whether he goes to church, he said no, and I said why? And he asked me, why do people go to church in Ghana and they don't go to church in Europe? I said, because you have everything you need. There are no problems you cannot answer. No questions you don't have answers for. You have solutions to everything. We don't have many of our needs. We always pray for visas and all sorts of things. So we believe in God. But that's what we have. Is that not so? And if, if through that we will, we will go to heaven, I think it's better than to be on earth and then perish from this earth like a piece of meat. Today I want to share with you about delusions. And uh, I want to continue. I think I started, I, I don't remember what I told you. But I'm going to start from somewhere, and uh, I want to share with you about delusions. Hallelujah. Delusions, right? Delusion, a delusion. The father of all delusions is who? The devil, Satan. Now, he is the father of lies. Like when Saddam Hussein was going to fight with America the first time, he said this is going to be the mother of all battles. It was a, you know, like when Muhammad Ali was fighting in those days, he fought with his mouth first to discourage you before you come. Because how can somebody say so many big things if it's not true? You know. So, there's a lot of psychological warfare that the devil 
uh, that people do, you know. So the devil is the father of deceptions. Now when a deception moves to another level, you know, then it's called a delusion. A delusion is something you believe in spite of contrary evidence which everybody else can see. Are you listening to me? And it is one of the very important symptoms of madness. When you are bonkers, you are mad. My teacher always described, you know, this type of mental illness as madness. He said, then you are mad. Are you listening to me? Is the gentleman at the back an interpreter or something? Is he an interpreter? Are you interpreting something? What are you doing there? And you are guiding people. I see. I thought you were the interpreter for that section. <laughs> okay. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? Listen carefully because today's message is a special message for you. <laughs> All right. So, a delusion is something you believe in spite of evidence of something else. Now, in mental illness, a person will believe that he is a white man from America when he is a Ghanaian from Choco. You will explain to him, you will take white, red, yellow, black and show him that look, your skin is black or brown or whatever. And all the people who are like this color are called black people or brown people or whatever. And yours is the same. And you'll say, no, it's white. Because he was brought up in Chocolate and he has never flown on a plane before or even on a ship. And he'll say, I am from Minnesota. I am from Los Angeles. And in spite of all that you show him, he believes it. Now the thing about a delusion is that it makes you go on a journey. You see, it's the journey of delusions. That is what we are concerned about today. The journeys we go on based on the delusions we have. Now, when we talk about delusions, right, in the church sense or the church setting, we are talking about things that we believe in spite of what God tells us. You know, God explains to us A, B, C, D. And still, we are going the other way. Are you listening to me? So I'm going to read to you one of my favorite stories in Luke chapter 15. A certain man had two sons. Or bad itself for this story is about or bad itself for. But there are actually two people suffering from delusions here. All the two brothers. If we often never preach about the other brother. The other brother was also suffering from a delusion which we may need to talk about. But the younger one is the one who had the most familiar delusion. 
the delusions of discontentment and that is what i'm talking about the delusions of discontentment delusions that make us unhappy and discontent with what god does for us most of the world is operating under a delusion and the delusion is driving us now a certain man had two sons and the younger of them said to his father father give unto me the portion of good that falleth to me and he divided unto them his living verse 13 and not many days after the younger took gathered all together and took his journey into a far country and there wasted his substance on riotous living and when he had spent all there arose a great famine a mighty famine in that land and he began to be in want and he went and joined himself unto a citizen of that country and he sent him to feed the swine and he would fain have filled his belly with the husks that the swine did eat and no man gave unto him no one gives things to poor people unless you are led by god usually you know that rich people receive more gifts than poor people rich people receive more presents than poor people if you want to be you see sometimes people think that when you make yourself look very poor people will give you but sometimes when you rather make yourself look more solid you know people rather decide to bless you because they see that you you know you are not a nobody yet it's so sit up from today hallelujah and don't make yourself an opo man who is always very sad hallelujah and when he came to himself very important when he came in other words when he came out of his delusions when his delusions ended his delusions were ended by experiences experiences brought his delusions to an end that is why the bible says that the younger of them said to his father father give unto me the portion of good that falleth to me and he divided unto them his living it was not the older son but the younger son because as we are young or as we we are young in life and sometimes in our knowledge of god and of his word we are often deluded and we the bible says that the foolishness is bound in the heart of a child but the rod will drive it far and sometimes foolishness is in our hearts as we grow up in this world and the rod of life the beatings of this life drive out the foolishness one by one until by the time you are elderly you see that elderly people are very wise so that they are very calm and then they don't uh, you know do certain things they don't take certain decisions when you are doing hey hey say, look i've seen one before <laughs> when you are doing something hey look look this and that they say look i've done this same thing before and this is how it ends you explain it they won't believe you and they will go and when the rod of life has driven the foolishness out they come with their gray hair giving good advice 
But you can be a young man and be very wise like an old man if you take in this book and the word of the Lord into your heart. People will see you as a young person, but they'll find out that you are a very wise person. In fact, if you are beloved, dozing a 25-year-old godly man, you are in safer hands than in, with a 40-year-old godless, Bible-free, tongues-free, scripture-free man. You are in safer hands in a 23-year-old Bible-studying, Bible-loving, scripture-based man. You are in safer hands in a 22-year-old boy's arms and his care. Even though he doesn't have anything, he has God. And he has God's word. He has sense. And even though he's 22 years old, <laughs> even though he's 22 years old, he's probably about 63 years old in the realm of the spirit. So those of you who are looking for men with fridges, and men with radios and looking for men with carpets and looking for what he can buy you you are looking for the wrong thing in the wrong place <laughs> start looking for scriptures hallelujah shake your right side i'm looking for scriptures i'm looking for the word of god i'm looking for wisdom i'm looking whether he can buy you a ring with what and whether he can buy you a necklace with this and whether he can buy this with that my friend, come out of the darkness. So you find out that this young boy was bound with a delusion. And the delusion is the commonest delusion you can find. It's a delusion that there is something else that I don't have. That is somewhere where I am not. I don't think you got it. I have to say it again. <laughs> I'll say the delusion again. The delusion is that there is something else that I don't have somewhere where I am not. That there is something that I don't have that I need to have to add to my life. Somewhere, there's something somewhere that I need to get. This is the delusion that is with single people who are trying to get married. <laughs> yeah, I told you that I have a special message for you tonight. <laughs> this is the delusion with single people who are trying to get married. They have in their mind that there is something somewhere that I don't have that is very necessary for me that I have to take a journey to go and forsake a whole lot of things for. You can ask those who are married. The honest ones will tell you that what I'm saying is true, but those who are very diplomatically polished outside and want to present themselves as Mr. Dignified Pharisee, I'm going to talk about the spirit of the Pharisee very soon. The Pharisee, you see, Pharisees were people who opposed Christ until he died. Demons quickly trembled and begged for mercy, but not Pharisees. They fought against him until the end of his ministry. And such people, these were the most righteous, loving, obeying rules, people, proper type of people who know everything perfectly, 
who have a mind that I said, Well, I'm going to be talking about the spirit of the Pharisee. And such people think that they know God's opinion before you even start speaking. I said, demons started trembling and asked for mercy early in Christ. When they saw, they recognized and started begging. But not the Pharisees in the church. And that is why Jesus says, you see Jesus, and, and Jesus, and he said this message against some Pharisees who were covetous. All he taught, a certain man, a certain rich man, a certain man, they were all, and, and they knew that he spoke this parable against them. <laughs> Are you listening to me? Yeah. I don't even know how I got into that. But yeah. I, am, I am telling you that that is the delusion of people who live in Ghana who want to live in England. I tell you. I told you that was a special message. Yeah. Yeah. It is the delusion of those who live in Ghana who want to move to America. It's the delusion of those who are married to one person and don't like the person they are married to and want to move to another person. There is something somewhere where I am not, which I don't have, and I need to go on a journey and leave all that I have to get that thing which is somewhere which I don't have. To add it to my life. It's the delusion of those who are students. Who want to be workers. (laughs) Those who have passed from student to workers. Will understand what I'm talking about. It's the delusion of those that are poor and feel I must be rich. When I am rich, everything will be okay. But ask those who are rich and they will tell you that I have everything, but everything is very far from okay. It's the delusion of those who are not in power who feel that when I am in power, Personally, since this new government came, personally, I don't, well, I've been experienced, apart from the raising of the price of petrol, that's the most important thing that I've felt for these last three years. I don't know what, whether they've reduced, something has happened to, in your life, but personally, for these three years that we've been around, I, that's the main thing that I've felt, it's just increasing price of petrol. This is the positive change. It's the delusion of those who do not have children, who want to have children. When I have children, all my problems will be solved. People divorce because of their children. Because the children changed their lives so much that they were not expecting the change. And then they forgot about their first love. They went to love the children. So ladies and gentlemen, the Bible says this boy he took his journey far. You know, I was reading the story later on, and I was quite surprised. He said that, and 
there arose a mighty famine. You see, when a mighty famine <laughs> meets a person who is under a delusion, it's not easy for him. I tell you, I was talking to a doctor who, who works in England. And he was saying, Pastor, it's not easy. He said, I want to come back to Ghana. I said, there are people who are coming here. He said, if you tell, they will not believe you. He said, me, I want to say, how to even come back is the question. It's not easy to come back. Out of bondage. He said, he said if you can show me any way by which I can come back home, I will come. I said, I will show you a way. He said, I will come. tell you. He said, and there arose a mighty famine. That's the delusion that makes a young man leave the sister that he knows for a long time and the one that he's going to marry and go and follow a surprise package (laughs) (laughs) who has just come to the church. A surprise package is a new person. <laughs> Are you listening to me? I'm just talking to you. Just listen to what I'm saying. Because you, <laughs> you have seen something new. You see, you see a lot of brothers in the church. Instead of marrying sister Shawanda who has, who has been in the church faithfully they see somebody come <laughs> news slippery Susie she's coming and she is the one that you want to marry because she's new we all like new things and you have left Shawanda and you have gone for slippery Susie because she's new it's a delusion. And it's delusions that make us sacrifice everything to go on a journey. I will be happy when I am married. You should see them. When I, when I travel, one of my pastors came to me. Can I talk to you? I said, yeah. So can you ask me? He said, Bishop, what do you do when your main people in the church your main sisters. A brother from nowhere, even whether he's a brother, is a question. He rises out and he just comes. And then you see a sister, very main person who has been faithful in the church, but suddenly she's following him. I said, brother, there is nothing you can do. There is nothing you can do. That is how it is. When people are following delusions, eh? You can talk to them. You say, you be careful. They say, I don't care. You say, you will care. Say, I don't care. I won't care. I won't care. I am doing what I have decided to do. There arose a mighty famine. And he began to be in want. When you have followed a delusion all your life, 
and then the mighty famine comes. Bible says the wise man built his house upon a rock, and the rain came vehemently. But the foolish man had built his house on the sand. He had built his house on weak, sandy things. And the Bible used the same adjective, vehemently. You see, the, what people don't know, when you see somebody smiling, you think that this one has had, you see, when you see pimples on somebody's face, this person's face, no pimples, you feel that this one has had vehement storms, and this one has had mild storms. It's true. If you look in the church and you look at people, you, you always have the impression that this house has had vehement storms, but this house hasn't had vehement rain, and the rain, the floods rose up, and the rain beat vehemently on that house. So you, you always get it. When you see somebody smiling, you have the impression that, no, this guy has not had certain storms. Well, if he had had certain storms, he must have had, you will see certain changes on his face, like caricatures and other things will be coming there. <laughs> if you see me smiling, if you see me preaching, if you see me praying for the sick, if you see me shouting for joy, if you see me ministering the word of God and carrying on, it's not because the rain hasn't beat vehemently. The same rain, huh? maybe even mine, you see? My rain, maybe if, if it were you, the rain would have even blown you. <laughs> the rain may even have blown you away. Yeah. You don't have an idea. You don't have an idea when you see somebody smiling. As soon as you come out of your delusions, your life will change. The Bible says, and he went and joined himself unto a citizen of that country. <laughs> you see, when you follow a delusion, it gets to a place where things go from bad to worse. You start to find solutions to complicate the solutions you were trying to bring for yourself. You see, as you go through this life, we have preached the word of God. Let's live for Jesus. Live for God. Let's serve him with all our hearts. Let's read our Bibles and let's pray. Let's become truly spiritual people and let's do the work of God. As we have followed delusions, a time comes when a mighty famine arises in the land. You will now have to join yourself to another solution. And that solution may make things worse. You see, the Bible says, and he sent him to feed his wife. You see, when Jesus said that, you, you may not understand it. Because the swine, the pig, they were the most despised animals. A Jew does not have anything to do with pork. Pork! I tell you, I was in Jerusalem for some days, about some three or five days. And I was looking for pork. Give me some pork. Because me, I like pork. Jesus cast the demons into them and I continue to cast them out. <laughs> Find me a pig somewhere and kill it. Let me eat. I don't like any goat or any sheep. Just give me a pig. But not a Jew. A Jew would not have anything to do with a pig or a pork. <laughs> so when the Bible says, and he sent him to feed his swine, hey, it means he was, as he was sharing the things, 
God says, you, you are poor. What are you doing? When he said, <coughs> and the Bible says, he would fain have filled his belly with the husks which the swine did eat. As he was sleeping, then one pig would come, <coughs> wake up, wake up, and say, I'm trying to get some of the food to gather some so that I can share with you. Some of you have followed delusions into marriage. It's not easy for you with the pace. You hear the sound. And you know that you are actually dining with the pace. <laughs> you have followed delusions into all sorts of things. A life different from the life God had planned for you. Money you will never get. Brother, Mamen Katre will say, riches is not everybody will be. They may preach it. Soon I'm going to be preach, I'm going to preach a sermon entitled, Money, come to me now. <laughs> Listen, I also have money sermons. I'll bring them one day. Tell somebody, money, come to me now. <laughs> I'll be preaching it soon. You wait. You think I'm afraid of money. I'm not afraid of money. <laughs> But it's a delusion. Following after things that cannot satisfy. Money, riches that evaporate. Look at where your energy is and I'll show you what you are following. He said, and he sent him to feed the swine. And he would fain have filled his belly with the husks with the swine did it. And no man gave unto him. That's why when people are kind to me now, I say, well, God bless you. But I like the people who are kind to me when I was nowhere. And no, today I'm a pastor in one of the largest churches in this country, which is recognized, this ministry is recognized in many countries around the world. And many of the leading pastors in different countries are my friends and know me. So today, people would say hello and be nice to me but when I was nowhere those who were with me and those who helped me the Bible says and no one gave unto him no one when you are down there remember the one who comes to help you when you are down because the down person no one really cares and the Bible says and when he came to himself he said he how many you know it's time for us to start thinking you know i think one of the things we have left and used is our minds i think our minds are relaxing too much you ought to start thinking yeah you, i mean you know it's a, and i receive instruction I passed by the field and I considered. You know, I saw and I considered. You know, what? Let's start thinking. We should start thinking a bit deeply. When you, when you go to a funeral, you should think. Even before you go to a funeral, you should think. Think of your father. Chakarat of the one that says, where are your fathers? Do they live forever? The answer is no. Why don't we think? It's like the thinking has been set aside. 
Bible says, and when he came to himself, another verse says, when he came to his senses, and I will say, when he came out of his delusions, he said, ah, how many? So he started to dream about his father's servants. How many of my hired fathers, hired servants, have this and this and this? As soon as you start, you need to think about other people's lives. If you are going to be wise in this life, you have to start thinking deeply. Look at people around you and think. The person next to you is a message. People who have gone the way you are going, look at them carefully. You see, that mind that it will not be like that for me is a deception. That is one of the main things you need to have out of your mind that you are not special. And that whatever happened to A, as you are also coming along, you will meet that same thing. We need to start thinking. We need to analyze. We need to think deeply. Because when you come to yourself, your life will change. You see the madman of Gadara? The Bible says, and when the villagers and the people in the town came and they saw the madman sitting and clothed and in his right mind, they marveled. So you realize that that man, the main thing that was wrong with him was that his mind was not correct. His thinking was not correct. And that's why when they saw him sitting and clothed and in his right mind, it's time for us to start thinking. You know, for instance, that is why I don't support, I don't get involved in politics. Honestly. Because when I look at it deeply, when I think, you know, I was listening to the President Rollins was on the radio. I was, I was just looking. He was talking about justice and somebody, police, this, that, that. And I was just thinking. You know, it makes me think when I just turn off, I told him, I said, turn off the radio. Let's not bother ourselves with such things. Please. When you start thinking, you will ask yourself, what am I, am I giving myself to a cause? Which is the cause? What cause am I giving myself to? The other day I was with a doctor, a gynecologist, and he was standing there. He looked quite tired and old. And he said, I'm going to, I'm going into a new profession. I said, I said, which profession are you going to at this stage of your life? Which profession are you going into? And he told me, he was going into some other field. I said, oh, don't you like your medicine? So I'm tired of it. Then as I was standing there, another very sad-looking gentleman came by with his shirt, long sleeve shirt. You know, sometimes when people wear long sleeves, they sometimes they look very sad. So uh, he came by with his long sleeve shirt without a tie, you know, and he was just looking very. And then he just said a few words to the man, and then the man he continued. And then he said, "Oh, this is another doctor." Uh-huh. Something in me said, I wouldn't like to be like this. You, you must see what you would not like to be like. And say, this, I will not be this. This thing, I will not be this. By the grace of God. He said, and when they saw him sitting and clothed and in his right mind. I tell you, my friend. You know, many of us want to go abroad. 
I, I, I can I have that privilege of going and coming. It's not easy. It's not easy. Oh, please. 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 It's not easy. Which country are you talking about? Which, which, which country? Which, which country? Which, 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 which country are you talking about? <laughs> I went somewhere uh, to a certain uh, country. I'm sure they will be listening to the tape one day, so I'll not mention the country. So when I, when I sat there with them, and I said, oh, I don't have any money. It was a place where they eat and drink. So I, I just said, oh, I don't have any cash on me. They are currency. So, but I said, oh, I'm okay. You know, that's, and they immediately said, we are also okay. <laughs> in, in other words, in other words, so, so that we don't have to buy Coca-Cola, we don't have to buy any of the things. So, so I said, oh, I'm, I'm okay. So, we are also okay. <laughs> you see? Meanwhile, every time we are there, I mean, if we are sitting now, you can have a drink. You get it. But I didn't, I didn't even feel, I was thinking about so many things. I'm okay. I was just waiting to say, oh, let's get, you know. It's not easy for them. Even Coca-Cola is not easy. You, you may be surprised. <laughs> it's not easy. I tell you, I tell you, I tell you. One day, I was walking with a brother. Uh, and he happened to be with me for about five or six hours. And he asked me, so if you were here, what would you do to prosper? What, what would you do? No, because we were talking about it. It's not easy to prosper here. So he asked me, so if you were here, I said, do you really want to know what I would do? If I was staying here, if I was staying and I wanted to prosper, do you know what I would do? He said, Bishop, please tell me. I said, I would leave immediately. <laughs> I said, I would leave immediately. I said, personally, I've not seen anybody who has prospered here before. I'm telling you. No, I mean, apart from all imaginations, I've not seen anybody who has prospered, who has prospered there before, but it's a common destination for Guineans and Nigerians. I said, he said, what? I said, yeah. I said, you see, if I preach, I can't say it. But if you ask me what I would do to prosper here, Step one, I'm out. <laughs> that would be my assuming I'm not a pastor. You see, let me tell you something. When you follow a delusion, look, this boy, the prodigal son, he's one of the best human beings. That's why I said the other boy was also having a delusion. When his father said, Bring forth the best robe. What do you mean? Best robe. Best robe? I mean, bring forth a robe, but not the best robe. Go and read the father's heart. Give him the best. Bring forth a ring. Put a ring and shoes on his feet. To this boy. And the Bible said, the older boy, when he came, he said, and he would not go in. And his father came out and entreated him. And had to talk to him. To also correct. (laughs) Are you listening to me? 
What was I telling you? I was telling you something very important. Huh? Out of that place. Yeah, anyway. So, I, I tell you, when it gets to a place, it's not easy to make a U-turn in life. In life. You know, one day I was talking to a certain sister. Somebody wanted to marry her. Eh, me, I don't. Um, he's, he's to this. He's like this. He's like, I, said, I told her, I said, listen, when you are traveling to Kumasi, you see, you see mobile. He said, I don't like mobile. There's no petrol in your tank. I don't like mobile. <laughs> then, <laughs> as you are going, <laughs> as you are going, you see shell. <laughs> hey, I don't like shell. I don't like shell. Then, you, you, you'll be going. Then you see shell number two. I don't like shell. I, I, this shell, these people, they are French. I don't like French people. Let's go. Then you see total. Total. Look at the, the man who is selling the petrol. I think he has even added water to it. Let's go. I'm sure there's a better station. So I said to her, look. It reaches a place where this shell and this total and this mobile that you are seeing, they get finished. Then you will see the one that they pump. <laughs> now you may see. I don't like a petrol that they are pumping like it because because you see when I see the petrol coming up there, I'm not sure whether it's a real petrol or these villagers. Maybe they are messing with kerosene. Then he said, I don't like that one too. Then you'll be going. Hey, what, what is happening here? It seems that this is my carburetor. It's not your carburetor. The petrol is finished. You miss the mobile, you miss the shell on the left, the shell on the right, the elf, the total. Now you miss the one that they are pumping. Now your petrol is filling. It's not your carburetor. It's not your accelerator cable. It's your petrol that is filling. Get out of the car and face realities. So I told them. As you are analyzing this brother, you say that he's shorter than you. You say that when he put his finger inside his nose and thing, you don't like it. And when you put his hand inside his ear like this, you don't like it. And when he's walking, it's like a spiral. <laughs> I said, well, be careful. A time will come. All the petrol stations will be finished. <laughs> <laughs> 
Now, when you come out of the car, you say, let me see whether I can get a mobile, uh, no reception. Oh! Because you are very far. Now you start to pray. No reception. No reception. The cause cannot go. You see, when you follow a delusion, I want a man who is. You see, kind of man that you see. My father was that type. I want to marry somebody like my father. So my father was very gentle. My father used to cook for my mother all the time. You see, in my house, it wasn't only the woman who was doing all the work. The men and the women shared. That's how my father. That's the type of person that I want to marry. And, and, and you see, I want, to, I want to marry somebody who works at, who works at Standard Chartered Bank or somebody who is, you know, this type of, you know, I want somebody who is like this. Somebody is like, keep on. Keep on. <laughs> all I will say to you is that it reaches a place. All the filling stations are finished. So this boy, as he was eating with the pigs, you better thank God that you took a decision at that time to come back. Because if he had waited for his father to die, if his father had died and he had now got up after he has fed the pigs for some time, now he's going to feed the rabbits for some time, and he's going to feed some guinea pigs for some time. Now he said, ah, ah, you know, I've had enough, I've led you, I want to go back to my father. When you come back, they say, ah, your father died last year. Now the man you are coming to meet is the Pharisee elder brother. Come, you are coming to meet the elder, elder brothers. Eh? Sometimes the brothers and sisters, sometimes you have a father and then children. Sometimes they can't stand each other at all. When you, when you take out a, a rope, say, what? I mean, if a rope, a rope, what about a best rope? Why a rope? Why a And as he came near the house, he heard the sound of music and dancing. And he called one of, his, one of the father's servants and, and, entreated, and inquired of him, said, what meaneth this? And he said, thy brother, which was lost, is come. And thy father has organized a party for him. And he was angry and would not go in. And then he said, me, I've worked with you all these years. I don't do anything wrong, you know. I'm the strict type. And even when they came that day, he was on the field, fruitful Christian. Fruitful believer school. He had been to fruitful believer, new believer school, uh, 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 solid foundation, school of the word. This guy was that type, you know, a fruitful person. Somebody who's always doing the right thing. He doesn't make mistakes in his life. And when they came, he was on the field when his brother came. He was on the field working. And he said, I went, this thy son, this thy son, which has wasted thy living on Harlot. He even knew the details that the boy has. The Harlot was not mentioned before. He is the one who has been hearing stories in the that, you know, the guy is now moving with this girl and he's now wasting his money. He had the details. Pray that you never make a U10 when your father is dead. Because it's only the father who can open his head. Bring forth, <laughs> bring forth the best robe. Not a robe, the best robe. I'm going to treat him. I'm going. His Bible says, and when he, but when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on him and fell on his neck and kissed him. Pray that you don't come when your father is dead. Pray that you don't come when it's too late. Pray that you don't make a U-turn when it's too late. When you can't make a U-turn anymore. You know, when you are following a delusion, it's like a journey. You see, a delusion is not just an instantaneous, but you go and go and go until you get to the uncontrollable place where you can't come back. 
I, I, you know, the prodigal son is one of my favorite characters because he came back home. Judas didn't come back. Judas would have come back, but he didn't come back. He said, let me, I don't want to see it. I've met somebody. You know, I once was talking to somebody who he didn't want to marry his wife, was saying all sorts of things. So I said, listen, what are we going to do? He said, I want to kill myself. And I said, ah, when you kill yourself, what is going to happen? So I just want to kill myself. And you see, I myself, I've wanted to kill myself before. So I know that killing yourself is not repentance. You know why I wanted to kill myself? There are different occasions that has occurred to me. But one of them in particular, I was a pastor of this church. People were criticizing me. I'm this, I'm that, I'm Satan, I'm, uh, what the man's name? Jill, Jill, Jim, Jim Jones. I'm this, I'm that, I'm a... I, I was so sad. And one day, I was lying on my bed. You know, and uh, I just opened my eyes and I saw the fan. Go, 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 go around. And I thought to myself, let me hang myself on this fan. And then I thought, you know, and when these people come and see me hanging like that, they will, they, they will be so sad that they criticize me. I need to pay them. And they will be sad for the rest of their lives. So I realized from that that if I committing suicide is actually some kind of revenge, or you are trying to say something. You are not changing your mind. You are not re- because I didn't change my mind. I was still sure about what I was doing, but I wanted to show them. He came back home. Let me tell you something. Some of you, you need a major breakthrough in your life. A major breakthrough comes when you take major decisions. I was talking to one man. I said, "I told you, you need a, you need a major. You know, you need some major blessing, major breakthrough." He said, "Okay, so I will pray from seven to nine instead of from six thirty to." Instead of from 7.30, to, I said, look, praying an extra 30 minutes is not a major decision. You need major decisions. Take major decisions that bring about major changes in your life. He said, when he came to his he said, I will arise. I will arise. And I will go back to my father. And I will say, father, I have sinned. I'm a bad person. Oh, some of us, we can't say it. You are too big to say you are bad. You are too big to say Oh, me, I can say it. You say it in church, but you don't say it to your fellow brother. Oh, yeah? You see, saying that I have sinned, eh, is it to God? That's, thanks has become like an escape. Whenever we want to pray any bad prayer about ourselves, say, Lord, you understand what I'm trying to say, Lord. So, in me body thanks so that you understand. What I'm trying to say, shabalaba, babalaba, bababa. <laughs> it's between you and I. It's time for you to be able to say, I'm weak. You can't say, I'm weak. You've got a problem. Look, the boy, when I start to talk about the spirit of the Pharisee one day, I don't know when, but when I start to talk about the spirit of the Pharisee, you see, the prodigal son was better off than the older boy. You see, the, product, the older boy, he wasn't coming for the party. He was outside. His father had also used extra mercy to come out. To come and also analyze and negotiate for him to come in. He would have been out and they would have been in. Music and dance and he, he would have been outside and he would have been inside. Change quickly. Yeah, I'm going to follow at this end. The man that I'm going to marry is a gunman. Because as for gunman, they are very strong. <laughs> I'm going to follow money. I'm going to follow this. I'm following that. I'm following this. I thank God, you know. 
Since I was 25 years, I've been a pastor. And I thank God if I die now, even if I leave Ghana now, I just leave the whole, I leave, I, I resign from Lighthouse Chapel and say, God bless you. I've done something. The churches are, they, they work without me. Yeah, I don't go there. I was in Switzerland, they have a camp. I didn't go. I said, Where have your camp? They had the most powerful camp they've ever had without me. I told them, Have you seen that you don't need me? Have you seen that you don't need me? You don't need me. I'm not needed. It's God who is needed. Yeah, once we have Him, we are okay. You, if you die now, what can we say for you? When you arrive with your nakedness, trembling like a leaf. I once had an experience. It was like I had gone for judgment. It wasn't easy. I I remember coming out of my mouth, it was like, I would never wish this for anybody on earth to come before the judgment of God. I will never wish it for you to experience the judgment. Oh, man. And God was judging me. And when he came to his senses, he said, I will arise. I will arise. I'll get out of this. You know, he didn't have shoes, eh? That's why his father said, put shoes on his feet. I hope there are no holes in my socks. (laughs) No, there are no holes, so you can relax. (laughs) You know, let me tell you a funny story. You know, one time... (laughs) Right. <laughs> Pastor Alvarez, one day he went to a, a certain church, and uh, I think the Lord led him to anoint the pastor's uh, feet. <laughs> so he told the man to take off his shoes. <laughs> his toe was very big. I was <laughs> so he just anointed the toe like that. <laughs> It wasn't easy, I tell you. <laughs> anyway, I tell you. So put shoes on his feet. How many of you would like to come back home without shoes? Everybody will see that you were wrong. Let's get to the place where we can say, I was wrong. I was wrong, you know, and I know everybody should know that I was wrong. And I, You know, that's why some of you can't even preach well. Because when you preach, you have to be able to preach and let people see that you were also wrong. When, when nobody can see that you were wrong, it's like you are some artificial. I mean, what is that? I, mean, I don't float towards artificial people. Though. People who are so. I mean, it's like they don't want to be real and say the real thing. I mean, I don't like such things. Let's be. We are all struggling. We are all suffering. We are all going through various things. I don't come around and become so very super something special. Please, we are all the same, experiencing the same things. The rain beat vehemently on all the houses. So you, you come as though you, you are having, oh, you are having a vehement, uh, doesn't showers? I'm having showers of blessings. Uh, so I'm having a lot of problems in your life. I'm having only showers of blessings. Since I entered this, I've been only having showers of blessings. Oh, Male, you are a hypocrite and a liar. But there's a place of no return. It's so far, you can't come back. Or maybe when you're coming back, you hear that your father is dead. And he's left with that elder brother. That elder brother has also taken... You see, the Bible says, A certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, 
give me the portion of good that falleth to me. And he divided unto them, two of them, his living. And, the, and, and not many days after, the younger gathered all together. <laughs> he took Israel, even left some for savings. He gathered all together and took his journey to a far country. That's why the father told the older brother privately, he said, all that I have is thine. Even these cows and things I'm spending, they are yours. But since I'm alive, I'm spending them. Pray. What are you, what are you, what are you using your whole life to run after? Why don't you read the Bible? Well, I want to add a lot of non-Bible reading people here. Why don't you read the Bible? You come to church, you see us preaching, it's like entertainment to you. But you will not read the Bible. You are suffering under a delusion. A delusion that your pastor can give you what you, you are supposed to get for yourself. Your pastor can never give you what you are supposed to get for yourself. You may go on a journey in this church for years. If you are under that delusion, you will be deceived. There are things only you can get for yourself, I cannot get for you. What are you searching for? Let's find in God. Jesus said, why do you spend your money for that which does not satisfy? I don't need no Coca-Cola. I just need that living water. Living water, living water. Come and drink of the streams of life. When you drink, you will never thirst again. The people who dance in discos are searching for something they cannot find. Those who are becoming homosexuals are searching for something they could not find in the woman or they could not find in the man. They are looking further. As we are looking for something that is not there. So I'll leave everything. I'll leave normality. And I'll go for something that is not there. God has given you a nice marriage. And you are always thinking that there is a better marriage. Oh, if I was, I was married to the bishop. As the bishop, you say, he's very loving and he's very caring. And he's not that gentle type. Hey! <laughs> if, 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 if I was only married to Reverend Saki, because I, I like Reverend Saki. Reverend Saki has a lot of jokes. And I know he's from Winneban. I'm also from Winneban. Unfortunately, I went to marry this man from uh, this in Pram Pram. And if I had married somebody from Winneban, it would have been better for me. What are you looking for? What are you looking for? And that is why you are not happy because you are suffering. And that can, you see, that makes people go on journeys. And sometimes you may not physically go on a journey, but you are going on a journey in your mind and it's causing all kinds of disturbance. Like somebody wants to go out, but it's like I'm in, but I want to go, but I'm in, but you know, I'll take it like that, but I really want to go out, but you know, if it, okay, I'll let me stay for another day. But, but I really feel like going. I was talking to a young man. He said to me, my wife cannot have a baby. I said, how old is your wife? That she's almost 50. I said, you want your wife to have a baby? So I asked the wife, I said, ah. She said, ah, I'm even in my menopause. So I asked the man, I said, what are you, what are, what are you after? Your wife is menopausal. And you are telling her that she should go and have then I said, you know, I told him, you know, I don't have time. Let me tell you, you want to go out of the marriage. Say it clear. How do you tell somebody who is 50 years old that I have decided, and he was, he was saying that he heard that there are some very wild doctors at certain, certain place. So even that's why they came to see me, because they heard that I'm also a doctor. So they asked, you, they want me to give them advice. I said, you want me to give you advice to tell you to which doctor? 
when you are in your menopause, and I don't even want to tell you some more of the medical things which are even more fantastic. And you want, I said to me, I said, my brother, you want to leave your wife. Say it clearly and leave. Stop using. He said, Pastor, you see, it has not occurred to me, but you see, sometimes when I'm praying, then these ideas come, but you see, it has not occurred to me. I said, what do you mean by it has not occurred to you and then the ideas are coming? What's the difference? What's the difference? It has not occurred to you, but then when you are praying, some ideas come to your mind. If only I had married somebody who is more distant, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, this, you know, like somebody like uh, a pastor who preaches. You see, uh, when I come to my house, my, my husband is very quiet. He doesn't talk. He has made himself like a distant. You know, these Egyptian mummies who are sleeping. Uh, uh-huh. But if I can marry some. There's some of the most talkative preachers when they are preaching, they are very quiet. I remember met T.D. Jakes. Uh, Golden Tulip Hotel. So I went to say hello to him. He was sitting up quietly like a lamb. Quiet. You know T.D. Jakes? You know, have you heard him preaching before? Hey! He has a lot of things to say. I shook his hand and said, hello, sir. Not a word. Me too, I'm like that. I'm quiet. You hear me preaching and it's quiet. You can ask my wife. And my friends, if I don't talk with you about the, huh? <laughs> if I don't talk with you about the word, I don't have anything to talk about. If I'm after, my topics are my topics are few. I guess finished. Uh, you see, if I had, if if I if I had only married somebody, uh, somebody who is a little more educated, see the person that I married. Okay, it's educated, but not too much. Not too much. Give it a little more. I know one guy, he said to me, if I marry an educated woman, she's going to be a queen in my house. And I don't want no queen. So he said, I'm going to the village to get a real villager. So listen, it's a true story. All my stories are true stories. I, I feel like I could have started a story by saying a certain man, you know, a certain man. So he went for the villager. Now, when he's going for a function, I, I think he's either a military person or something. When he's going for a function or he's going for whatever, he has to go with his wife. But he doesn't want to go with his wife because she's, you know, when they say, uh, uh, how do you do? Not was it? Excuse me. So, so, listen. So, no, it's a true story. I'm telling you. So he says, he says no. He so he doesn't even tell her about it. Or it's like he's going. No, she should just stay. Now the girl has grown wild enough. She said. Any program, I am going with you directly. We are all going. Whether they are speaking Greek or Latin, I'm there. I will speak my tree. I will speak whatever language I can speak. It's not easy for the man at all. 
that are those that have married educated people they are the delusion of this boy said i will take my journey into a far country to to go where what what are you going to get that is not in your father's house and he took his journey far how far we go sometimes following a delusion something that is not real i i spoke to one brother he had got a beloved i said brother how's beloved doses this is fine <laughs> so i said what's the problem is there anything oh it's, there's only one problem i said what's the problem she's too dark so i said ah he said you know i wanted somebody fair but she's too dark she's dark like the midnight sun one day one day i've missed you that's why i'm talking for a long time <laughs> listen one day some husbands had a meeting we're discussing their woes many of them were saying my wife doesn't want to have sex with me when i want to have sex i'm tired my nose is paining me my ear my ear is paining me my toe is scratching me scratch my toe for me please i don't want to do this you see them a lot of then another brother another brother was also thinking my wife she will give me any sex any day any style any way any time anywhere whether it's in the kitchen whether it's in the dining room whether it's in the bedroom anywhere i mean you name it and claim it you have it now so you know but i don't even know whether he actually said his problem but he said but she won't give me food i said and i've heard a few of them they were talking one of them said i've become a scavenger in my house i'll be going through to see what i can get is there something from last week in the house maybe i can fry some sweet potato and then add it to my stew so the person who was doing the discussion was sitting down and was wondering is it better to have sex without food or food without sex <laughs> it's amazing isn't it and you see that somebody take a journey into a far country going for sex he's now having food without sex so he takes his journey into a far country to go and find sex the way he finds the sex he rather is without food which of these is better.
me, my husband, see my problem. See, this marriage that we have, there's only one problem. Pastor, you haven't got an idea of what problems we have been experiencing this, in this marriage. <laughs> there's just one problem. Everything's okay. You see, he's a nice man. Anything that I want, I want to just do it for me. If I say this, he'll do it. If I want this. But there's only one person. What's the problem? Finance problem. Finance problem from beginning. He's very poor. There's no money in the house. Every day we are very broke. Only one person. Then you go somewhere and say, This man gives me, a, he gives me, a pastor, he gives me everything. He gives me money. He gives me uh, cars. He gives me, but he doesn't have time for me, pastor. He doesn't have time for me. He doesn't talk to me. He should take his cars. He should take his houses. Oh, that I wanted somebody who loved me, pastor. Then, you meet another person who say, and for this, I know a man, he divorced his wife in seven days. He had his new wedding, seven days. He married a, I think he was married to a black person. Then in seven days, he divorced. After about 15 years or 20 years of marriage, divorced, married a new person. I think she was white. And then after about a year, he dropped her and then he married a black. Pastor, we, we see our marriages, we are really blessed with a lot of things. There's only one thing. Pastor, have you heard this proverb before that? Just a fly, one fly in the ointment plus everything. So my husband is quite perfect in most areas that we've been preaching about in terms of this, I mean, finances and then other things. I mean, he tries. It's not too spiritual, but it's okay compared to most of these ones we have been saying. It's okay. But there's just one problem. What's the problem? He said, listen, you see, he's a gunman. So occasionally slaps and then beatings up. <laughs> so before. <laughs> if, if, you see, if only I, I can have somebody, if, if only I can have somebody who. Pastor, if only I can have someone who doesn't beat, this is the only thing I want in my, in my life. Somebody who doesn't beat his wife is the most valuable thing in the world. People don't know. Just a man who will not beat you. Pastor, the slabs that have received this advice is not what is nothing. It's not nothing. I've suffered. I've suffered in this marriage. Slabs. Slabs are what? And he took his journey to a falcon. He thought there was something. And at the end, he found himself. <laughs> Help me, Jesus. So, I, mean, I don't like Lighthouse Chapel International. I'm, I'm going to a new church. I've seen a new church that has come. It's called Gubli Gob International Ministries. <laughs> you see, Lighthouse Chapel International, every day when you go there, it's preaching about this shepherd, Dorial something, something shepherd. I'm tired of it. You know, a church that you come to, we want to hear how to prosper, how to be established, how to move in to get visas and other things. So you come to say, shepherd, tomorrow meeting, tomorrow shepherd in Bible school. We are tired. You see, pastor, not all of us were born to be pastors. 
And we can't all be pastors. I check that every day. They are telling us to be pastors. So I'm going to my new church. Okay. Okay. And you took his journey to a far country. Me that I brought you up, up till today. See, now you, now you are analyzing and preaching. So, okay. You are off. Eh? Okay. See you. Now you are in Gubli Gop. Then the pastor comes. First sermon. Money. Come to me now. Second sermon. Money. Thou art loosed. Third sermon. Money. Run to me now. Fourth sermon. Money, money, money. Is the way. Money answers all things. Money is this. Money is the solution. Money is the way. After some time, you start saying, eh. You know where I come from? We don't mention money too much like this. <laughs> the pastor, you know. The pastor, they're not uh, talking money too much like we are talking here. And they are taking offerings. The pastor, we want a church with miracles. One guy, he left, he left the church. You know, he said, oh, this lights out. There's no miracles there. Some years ago. That time we had not even started our miracle service. So one day we had a miracle service and he actually came. So I saw him after I said, hey, brother, but I thought you said you have left that there's no miracle here. Why are you here? He said, oh, I didn't say that. I said, oh, what I done? Look at what you are saying. Where are you going? I said, where are you going? Where? I'm going to school. Look, there is an end even to school. There is an end. Sometimes when you go to school, at the point going to school is foolishness. There is a point at which schooling is stupidity. If you don't know, I'm telling you. There is a point where you are supposed to work, not to go to school. And there is a point where you are supposed to go to school and not go to work. You have to know the timing. How many years will it be? Where are you going? Delusion. Listen to me, I preach to you again and again and again. Believe who? Believe in God. Believe in His Word. Try to believe because there's evidence from the Word. Be a man of faith. Why are you an earthly person trying to grasp everything on this earth? What you are calling faith is earthly mindedness, trying to grasp for things. What can I have? What can I eat? Jesus said, it's your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Faith man is a man who believes in things that are not seen. You believe in unseen things. You believe in unseen things. That faith is the evidence of things not seen. It's time for us to be men and women of faith. We believe in heaven we can't see. God we can't see. Angels we can't see. A commission we can't see. We can't feel. But we believe. We believe in things that are not seen. How long will you wait to come out of your earthly grasping and your earthly mindedness and become a man who follows things not seen? For the things that are not seen are eternal. You are following things that have a short lifespan, a short half-life, will evaporate in time, short time. We are watching it. Even look at my hair. Gray. You can see gray hairs all over. Look at me. I remember when I got married. I remember when I was not married. Look at me now. The next time, the next major whatever is what? How many years? How long? It's not easy sometimes to come back. Come back when your father is still around. God wants to give you a better life. Lift your hand and thank him right now. Lift your hand and thank him.
Thank you, Jesus. Fill my cup, fill it up, and make me whole. Like the woman, like the woman at the well, I was seeking for things that could not satisfy. But then I heard my Savior speaking. But then. Could not satisfy for things that could not satisfy. But then I heard my Savior calling and speaking. Then I heard my Savior speaking. Draw from that well. Draw from that well. And never shall Covetousness. A man's life does not consist in the abundance of things that he possesses. Your life will never consist of the things you have. Your life will only consist in what God is to you and how your relationship with the Lord is. A man's life does not consist in the things he has, the things he owns, the things that are with him, the things that are his, that he can say, I have this, I am this, I am this, I have that. No, it has not. It never does. It never will. Jesus said, Beware. Beware of covetousness, like the woman. Like the woman, at the well, I was seeking for things I could not. thirst again. But whosoever drink over the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water.
springing up into everlasting life. Whosoever drinketh, whosoever drinketh, lift your hand and fill, be filled with that water. That when you are filled with, you'll be satisfied. You'll stay in your father's house. You'll not go on a journey, on a thousand journeys of delusions, of crazy journeys that mean nothing, that end nowhere, that take you nowhere. Drink it. Drink it, says the Lord. Drink my water. Drink my water that I give to you. And you'll be satisfied. Stop looking outside. Your father's house is all you need. Your father's house is all you need. Drink of the water that I give to you. When you drink the water I give to you, you will have a satisfaction that nothing on this earth can give to you. Oh, satisfy yourself with my water. Whosoever drink of these earthly waters, the water of marriage, the water of life, the waters of money, the water of food, the waters of clothes, the water of traveling abroad, the waters of America, the waters of London, the waters of South Africa, the waters of Germany, all kinds of waters. Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again, but whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst again. Never thirst again. Never thirst again. There are millions. There are millions in this world who are searching. to serve you, to live for you, opportunity to be satisfied, Lord, opportunity to be happy, to be grateful, to live and to say thank you, Jesus, for all that you have done. Father, I pray for the congregation. I pray for your children, Lord. Help us not to be like this boy who went on a journey, Lord. Keep us from journeys we shouldn't go on, Lord. Keep us from trips we shouldn't travel, Lord. Keep us from journeys we should never embark on, Lord. Keep us from that journey, Lord, and a thousand journeys looking and finding for things that cannot be found, Lord. Keep us from a wild goose chase. We bless your name. We thank you in Jesus' name. As every head is bowed and every eye closed, Pastor, pray for me. Pray with me. I, I, I want Jesus. Somebody invited me to your church, but I know in my heart if, if I die today, if I die tomorrow, I, I don't know if I go to heaven or hell. Please pray with me. Pray for me. Please. If you are here like that, just lift your right hand quickly. Lift it up high. I want to pray with you before we close. Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to God. I don't want to go to hell. 
I want to give my life to Jesus. God bless you. I see your hand. I see your hand. Lift it up high. If you've lifted your hand, come to me in the front quickly. Come from wherever you are. Just forgive me for my sins. I receive Jesus as my Savior and my Lord. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Brother, here, come. Join them. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.